This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. This is ESPN New York Tonight. Here's Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer. Hour number three, Thursday night edition of the show. Thank you for stopping by. Gordon and I now going around the National Football League for week number three in the game we're watching right at this moment. Frisco with a 23-12 lead over the New York football Giants. A little over nine minutes left to go in the game. Gordon, some games for week number three. The Indianapolis Colts are playing the Baltimore Ravens. We know that Anthony Richardson had two rushing touchdowns last week and became the youngest QB in the Super Bowl era. 21 years, 118 days with two rushing touchdowns in a game. Unfortunately, he left with the concussion. In came Gardner Minshew. Completed 19 of 23, 82.6%, 171 yards and a touchdown with no picks. So you would think that, uh, you know, he will be able to maneuver against a Baltimore Ravens team that's 2-0 for the first time since 2020 and can begin the season 3-0 with the victory for the first time since 2016. Oh, yeah, it was Lamar Jackson last week. Completed 24 of 33, 72%. 237 yards and a pair of touchdowns with a 112.8 quarterback rating. Oh, by the way, 54 rushing yards last week, Gordon. His 48th career game with 50-plus rush yards surpassing Cam Newton, 47. That's second most ever behind Michael Vick, who had 54. Yeah, I was not a real big believer in the Ravens coming into the year, and I thought that their offense with their new offensive coordinator, Todd Munkin, might uh, might struggle a little bit. But mm-hmm. uh, no, they look like the real deal. And, and in that division, they're 2-0, and so that's a, a big leg up, especially with the, the Bengals being 0-2. Tennessee and Cleveland, both teams 1-1. One one. Your guy, Ryan Tannehill, 20 of 24, 83% for 246 yards and a couple of touchdowns last week. Derrick Henry, 95 scrimmage yards, 80 rushing, 15 receiving, and a touchdown. His sixth consecutive game with 95-plus scrimmage yards. And, of course, DeAndre Hopkins aiming for his third in a row. That's four-plus catches and 40-plus reception yards. Had 55 receiving yards and two touchdowns in his last game against Cleveland, who's hoping that Deshaun Watson finds some magic. 235 yards and a touchdown and an interception last week. He's got 19 touchdowns, 17 passing, two rushing and versus five interceptions in six career games versus Tennessee. And uh, hopefully he can hook up with Amari Cooper, who had a team-high seven catches, or Donovan Peoples-Jones, 92 yards receiving and a TD catch in the last meeting against Tennessee. Well, the one thing that the Browns have going for them, it looks like their defense is really good. It does look like it's the real deal. So uh, that, that's something to hang your hat on. And uh, they could certainly get after Tannehill and, and make his day tough. But when your quarterback is such a, um, is such a question mark like Deshaun Watson has been, it's getting to the point where it, you have to start with each week. It becomes harder and harder to believe that he's ever going to get it back. Yeah, it's a concern. It's really a concern. And Kareem Hunt, how, how good a shape is he in? That's going to be the other question. Coming in on in relief. Mm-hmm. Atlanta 2-0 against the Falcons 1-1. How is Atlanta 2-0, Gordon? How is Atlanta 2-0? Desmond Ritter, career highs in passing yards and rushing yards last week. 237 passing, 39 rushing, two touchdowns. One pass, one career rushing touchdown in week number two. 
Bajan Robinson, the rookie, 172 scrimmage yards, 124 rushing, 48 receiving. So that was one. And, of course, Gordon, your favorite guy, Kyle Pitts. Six catches for 102 yards the last time Atlanta met the Detroit Lions, who behind Jared Goff completed 28 of 35, 80% for 323 yards and three touchdowns and an interception for 121.8 rating in week number two, his 14th career game. 300-plus pass yards and three-plus touchdown passes. Had 383 consecutive passing attempts between interceptions. Third longest streak in NFL history. Yeah, I think Kyle Pitts had 100-and-something yards in that game. I think he's had 100-and-something yards since then, too. Uh, he, is, yeah. he has been a flop. Well, look, Atlanta has some, some really good weapons. I don't know if you saw the clip. It was sent out by, I think, the Falcons where they – I don't know if it was a drone. I guess it couldn't be a drone. It just had to be an overhead camera during the game. But it was mm-hmm. of a run by Bijan Robinson and just the way he's able to juke guys. It was, uh, it was very impressive. He looks like uh, the real deal right away. And the Falcons have some weapons. The problem is and nobody really believes in their quarterback. So can he, yeah. can he do enough to get it to those weapons? But um, the Lions, this is all of a sudden kind of an important game for them. Yeah. Big absolutely. things expected this year, so they're not used to playing with expectations. Yeah, no question about it. Derek Carr and the Saints are in Green Bay to meet the Packers. Saints 2-0. Derek Carr, 228 yards passing last week. Has 569 passing yards. That's 284 and a half per game. Four passing touchdowns in two career games versus Green Bay. Uh, Taysom Hill, still around, Gordon. Rushed 70, for 75 yards last week. As far as the running game was concerned, Jamar Williams, two touchdowns rushing. Uh, two rushing touchdowns in this last game against Green Bay. And defensively, Cameron Jordan has a tackle for loss in two of his past three road games. So Jordan Love's got to be careful. Look good last week, Gordon. Three touchdown passes, no interceptions, 113.5 rating. And week number two became the fourth quarterback ever, Case Keenum, Patrick Mahomes, and Hall of Famer Kurt Warner with three-plus touchdown passes and no picks in in uh, the second of his first three career starts. So he's been pretty good, I would have to say, Gordon. So the question is, can he get a win over a Saints team that defensively has always been really good, and we're just trying to figure out whether Derek Carr can, you know, do what he does. I am pulling for Green Bay because hmm. if the Saints start 3-0, and you know the calls we will be getting. Yes. Derek Should Carr's Derek team is 3-0. and The Jets went with Aaron Rodgers. They could have had Derek Carr, but they went with Aaron Rodgers. Those calls are going to – I'm surprised they haven't started already. But if Zach Wilson goes out there and loses again to the Patriots and the Saints move to 3-0, and those calls, they are a-coming, Larry. Yes, they are. No question. They will be here. Let the calls into Houston about the Texans, who are winless at 0-2. They travel to Jacksonville to meet the Jags. C.J. Stroud completed 30 of 47, 384 yards, two touchdowns, and no picks last week. So he played well. Um, Damian Pierce, 113 scrimmage yards, 99 rushing, 14 receiving and a rushing touchdown in his last road meeting. He's got a touchdown in two of his past three games versus division opponents. Of course, it's really about Trevor Lawrence, right? 242 yards, 216 passing, 26 rushing, no picks last week. Completed 17 of 21, that's 81%, for 152 yards in the last meeting against Houston. Has 10 touchdowns, 7 passing, and 3 rushing versus 2 picks with 106 rating in his past 5 starts in the division. 
Travis Etienne, 100 plus scrimmage yards in both games versus Houston last season. Gordon including 140 scrimmage yards. That's 108 rushing, 32 receiving in the last meeting. Has gotten a touchdown in two of his past three against the division, which says to me uh, that division is not that good. <laughs> yeah, probably. And that was a disappointing performance by the Jaguars last week against the Chiefs. Not that they had to win the game, but you wanted to see how they measured up, and they had some opportunities late to make it interesting and, and were not able to do it. So uh, they get a they get a home game here against a, a Houston Texans team that is clearly still figuring it out. C.J. Stroud, he actually looked pretty good at times against the Colts, uh, and they do have some some players on uh, at the skill positions. Nico Collins is good. They have this kid Tank Dell who is uh, getting targeted a lot, but uh, this should be a, the Jaguars. They should roll in this game, but we'll see if they do. Denver heading to Miami to meet the Dolphins. Russell Wilson, 364 yards last week, 308 passing, 56 rushing, three touchdown passes versus one pick. Had 107.3 rating, fifth career game with 300-plus passing yards and 50 rushing yards, third most in NFL history. One of three quarterbacks, Kirk Cousins and Jordan Love, two plus passes, two plus touchdown passes, and a hundred over at least a hundred percent rating in each of the first two weeks. By the way, Gordon, five touchdown passes and a hundred one point five rating in three career starts versus Miami. Jerry Judy, five plus catches in five of his last six games. And what will we see from Miami? They can begin the season. Do I dare say this? 3-0 in consecutive years for the first time since, nine, since 1994 through 1996. Your quarterback, Tua, great job, 21 of 30, 249 yards, a touchdown, and one interception. Had eight touchdowns versus three interceptions in six home starts last season. Uh, Raheem Mostert led the team 121 rushing yards and two rushing touchdowns to week number two. Gordon, his third career game with 115-plus rush yards. Second career game with two rushing touchdowns. Of course, do we dare talk about the Miami offense without mentioning the law firm of Hill and Waddle? Tyreek Hill, five catches, 40 yards on the touchdown last week. Third straight game with five-plus catches, including playoffs. Leads the NFL with three receiving touchdowns this season. Ranks third with 255 receiving yards. And, of course, Jalen Waddle led the team with 86 receiving yards last week. One of three in the AFC, Keenan Allen, Nico Collins, with 75-plus receiving yards in each of the first two weeks, aimed for his fourth in the row at home with five-plus catches. I think uh, that's doable. Well, you know, we came into the year talking about can uh, Sean Payton fix the quarterback, can he fix the offense, and they just got lit up by the Washington Commanders last week. Yeah. So if they're getting lit up by the commanders, who do have some some guys at the skill positions, but I yep. mean, it was like every time they got the ball, they were scoring a touchdown. Yeah. Um, can are they going to be able to slow down Miami in the heat of Miami? I don't know how nope. hot it is now. Now I know Waddle was in the concussion protocol. I don't know what his status is for Sunday. Mm-hmm. It would seem unlikely that he is going to play, and they have had some some issues on uh, their offensive line. Their left tackle has missed some time. So we'll have to wait and see, but um, that's one. If you're the Dolphins, you're a touchdown favorite at home, and you want to be thought of as as joining the elite of the AFC, you got to go out and win that game. Absolutely. Gordon, somebody's always got to go. Chargers in Minnesota against the Vikings. Justin Herbert passed for 305 yards and two touchdowns with no picks, 104.2 rating last week. His 23rd career game with 300-plus passing yards surpassing – 
Hall of Famer Dan Marino for third most such games ever by a quarterback in the first four seasons. Keenan Allen, eight catches, the team high 111 yards and two touchdowns last week. Mike Williams, eight catches for 83 yards in week number two. Oh, by the way, Joey Bosa led the team with a couple of sacks in week two, his 11th career game with two-plus sacks. And, of course, for Minnesota, it's about Kirk Cousins, right? Completed 31 of 44 attempts, 364 yards, four touchdowns, and they lost the game. How's that? Justin Jefferson, 11 catches, 159 yards in week number two, has 10 career games with 150-plus receiving yards, tied with Hall of Famer Lance Allworth for 10 for most players in his first four seasons in NFL history. Gordon, if the Chargers lose this game, uh, there might be a coaching change. Well, his name has always been kind of mentioned since last year and the the whole thing about – the playoffs blowing the lead and everything else like that. So, uh, yeah, this is one they got to get. Uh, they, they have to have it. Now, the Vikings are probably thinking the same thing, but I don't know that the Vikings, talent-wise, this is not as surprising to me if they started the season 0-3. The Chargers starting the season 0-3, that would be a disaster. Uh, and it just, uh, for an organization that their brand is not living up to expectations, this might be a banner year for them not living up to expectations because they should be uh, one of the best offenses in the league. They should be one of the best teams in the league. And for a while, when we went into the season, Brandon Staley was right up there in terms of who's going to be the first coach to get fired. They start 0-3. He might be lapping the field. Yeah, no question. We have discussed Jets and Patriots. We don't need to go over that one. So we move to the Bills and the Commanders. Bills 1-1 one one, heading into Washington. Josh Allen. Uh, much better than he was in week one against the Jets. 31 of 37, 274 yards, three touchdowns, no picks. Uh, Stephon Diggs, seven catches for 66 yards last week. One of five in the NFL with seven-plus catches in each of the first two weeks. Uh, also, James Cook rushed for a career-high 123 yards in week number two. Aims for his fifth in a row with 50-plus scrimmage yards. And, of course, as we mentioned, the uh, – Washington Commanders, you're trying to figure out, well, you know, what's going on at quarterback? Well, Sam Howell had career highs and completions with 27, passing yards with 299, passing touchdowns with two, and a rating of 108.8. His first career game with 100-plus rating had passing touchdowns and rushing touchdowns in east of his first two home starts. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see. Uh, Washington has been uh, a little bit it's almost like in the AFC East going into the season, everybody, if you had to take a poll, I think most people, all oh, Patriots will finish in last place. In the NFC East, it was Washington. They'll finish in last place. But I don't know. I think that they've done a nice job. I think a nice job for, for Eric Bieniemy last week uh, in that win against the, um, uh, the Broncos. So Sam Howell is still a major question mark. But they have a lot of weapons, man. They have, yeah. they have good receivers. They got two good backs. The kid Brian Robinson after last year getting shot in the leg and is back mm-hmm. now and has really kind of taken the the, the the lead running back spot there and has looked impressive. So uh, this is going to be an interesting matchup. Bill's on the road again, so we'll see yeah. um, if uh, Josh Allen can, can keep it uh, under wraps here for a second straight week. Carolina looking for their first win, traveling to Seattle. Bryce Young. Looking for his third game in a row with 20-plus completion and touchdown passes. Miles Sanders, 43 rushing yards last week, has 70-plus scrimmage yards in three of the last four games. 
As far as Seattle is concerned, it's all about Geno Smith. 32 of 41, 328 yards and a couple of touchdowns, no picks. Uh, running back Kenneth Walker had his first two rushing touchdowns of the season. Last week has four games with two rushing TDs. And, of course, let's talk about the receivers, right? Tyler Lockett led the team with eight receptions, 59 yards and two receiving touchdowns last week. DK Metcalf, six catches for a team-high 75 yards in week number two. Had five catches for 71 yards and a touchdown in the last meeting against Carolina. Uh, well, Bryce Young is, is out, is likely going to be missing that game. So yes. the questions about his size coming into the year didn't take yep. long to get some, some answers about those. So it uh, looks like it's going to be a, a long year mm-hmm. for Carolina. Dallas Cowboys heading into Arizona. Gordon, Dallas became the fifth team in the Super Bowl era to score 70-plus points and allow 10 or fewer in the first two weeks of the season. Look, we saw Dak Prescott up close and personal. 31 of 38, 255 yards and two touchdowns with no picks. Tony Pollard, the career-high seven receptions, 109 scrimmage yards, 72 rushing, 37 receiving. But let's make it clear. Offensively, it was the C.D. Lamb show at MetLife Stadium, or at, at down in Dallas, rather. Tied his career high, 11 receptions, and had 143 receiving yards in week number two. Micah Parsons, two sacks, three tackles for loss, his seventh career forced fumble and fourth career fumble return in week number two. So he was uh, pretty good. Josh Dobbs, listen, Gordon, great great three quarters for him. 21 of 31. Two touchdowns, one passing, one rushing, no picks. Career high, 99.9 rating last week. But Giants came back and hurt him. So uh, now your reward, here comes the Cowboys. Can you imagine how obnoxious those fans are going to be if they start uh, 3-0? and uh, Please. It's going to be bad. Well, they got Very the, bad. The, they got the Giants, they got the Jets, and they got the Arizona Cardinals. So obviously Jerry Jones is paying somebody in the schedule maker's <laughs> office. <laughs> hey, hey take, take care of us, all right? Would you Hook take care up. of us, please? Here's a, little, here's a little something for you. Hook us up. Gordon, the Chicago Bears. Trying to oh get a win oh in Kansas God. City. Where, where will this go? Where will this story go next? Justin Fields, you remember him. Passed mm-hmm. for 211 yards, had two touchdowns, one passing, one rushing in week number two. Uh, DJ Moore led the team with six receptions for 104 yards in week number two. Chase Claypool, 13th career recept- receiving touchdown, first with Chicago. But the sad news for the Bears is... Travis Kelsey's back. 70th career touchdown catch in the season debut. Last week, his fourth straight game with the receiving touchdown, including the playoffs. And, of course, you know who threw it to him, Patrick Mahomes. 29 to 41, 305 yards, two touchdowns, and an interception. Gordon, uh, 42nd career game with 300-plus passing yards, surpassing Hall of Famer Dan Marino and Matt Ryan for most ever by a quarterback in the first nine seasons. Mahomes currently in his seventh season. But he didn't really play that well. It wasn't really a Patrick Mahomes type game. No, um, they have not been the the sharpest so far, uh, and maybe that had to do with the fact that Kelsey was out. But <laughs> uh, the Chicago Bears don't want to hear any complaints from the Kansas City Chiefs about not being sharp. No, they don't. They, they had their season. Uh, it could not possibly get off to a worse start, and a lot of that has to do with the fact that Justin Fields has not looked. Year three, that's the year the guy takes the big step forward. He has taken mm-hmm. a major step back. He's, he's, he doesn't look anything like the guy that we saw those first two years who had issues yep. 
with accuracy and throwing the football and, and, and getting through his reads quickly, but now he, he's not bringing any positives to the table at all, and it just it can't work like that. It has, it has to change. So maybe this is the week where he, 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 he just kind of takes over the game. It would be a good week to do so because uh, it has been rough, a rough start for the Chicago Bears, probably the roughest start of any team so far in the NFL. No question about it. Giants down 30-12, to 12, a little over two minutes left before the game is over. Tyrod Taylor is in. Apparently, Brian Dable learned his lessons, not, yeah, not yeah. letting uh, Daniel mm-hmm. Jones stay in. When we return, we'll look at the Sunday night and Monday night games next on 98.7 ESPN. This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. So, Gordon, does Sam Donald come in now and throw a touchdown? <laughs> Why can't the Jets ever get a guy like this? Just running the <laughs> offense smooth out there. <laughs> it is nice, right? Yeah. Let's like, wait, wait a second. This is, this is amazing. Been, look at he, he has he the ball driving off. a beat-up Chevy, and all of a sudden now he's got a Maserati. <laughs> wow, this is amazing. It's like a something? jet plane. I know. It's crazy. <laughs> Unbelievable. All right, Gordon, let's continue week number three. It's Sunday night. It's the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Las Vegas Raiders, man. You talk about the old AFL battle. Oh. Otis Sistrunk. Kenny Stabler. Terry Bradshaw, Franco Harris, Lynn Swan. Oh, oh, the way it used to be. Yeah, Steelers these, these two don't look anything like that, though. I can tell They're you that Nothing, right nothing like that. Kenny Pickett passed for 222 yards in the touchdown, and the pick last week completed 26 of 39 for 244 yards and a touchdown and an interception in the last meeting against the Raiders. Najee Harris, once again, Gordon – not able to move the football on the ground. Yeah. 43 yards last week, had 95 scrimmage yards, 53 rushing, 42 receiving in their last meeting. And, of course, T.J. Watt, two tackles for loss, a sack, pass defense, and a go-ahead 16-yard fumble return touchdown in the fourth quarter, his first career touchdown. For the Raiders, Jimmy G, 16 of 24 for 185 yards last week, had 277 passing yards in his only career start against Pittsburgh. That was... September 22nd, 2019, when he was wearing the uh, San Francisco 49ers uniform. Devontae Adams, six catches for 84 yards and a touchdown last week. His 88th career receiving touchdown, surpassing Larry Fitzgerald for the fifth ever by a player in the first 10 seasons. Steelers' problem is their offense. Uh, The Steelers fans, they just despise their offensive coordinator, Matt Canada, who's been there for a while, and uh, it does not seem like it's working in any way. They got the win against the the Browns the other night, but that was because the Browns were were even worse somehow on offense. Um, Raiders look like a mess. Uh, I don't know that I can really trust them all that much, but they are at home, so... uh, that's, that's a tough one to that's a tough one to watch. Steelers yeah, Raiders and for the, the great names and the great uniforms, not uh, not great teams. Not what it used to be. What is? Eagles and Buccaneers. That's the first of the overlapping Monday night doubleheader on ESPN and ABC. Eagles two and zero for the second consecutive season. Jalen Hurts three touchdowns, two rushing and one passing in week number two. 
has nine games with two-plus rushing touchdowns, throws only Cam Newton, who has 10 of those for most such games by a quarterback all time. Uh, Devontae Smith, four catches, 131 yards, and a receiving touchdown in week number two. A.J. Brown had a TD catch in his only career game versus Tampa Bay. And, of course, you know, Dallas Goddard led the team with six catches last week, had six catches for 92 yards in the wild card game at Tampa Bay in 2021. Listen for Tampa Bay's been the Baker Mayfield show, huh? 26 of 34, 317 yards in the touchdown, 114.5 rating in week number two, his 11th career game with 300-plus passing yards. And, uh, you know, Mike Evans, six catches, 171 yards in the receiving touchdown. Chris Godwin, five catches, 58 yards last week, a 16th straight game with five-plus receptions. Can Tampa Bay do enough against that Eagles defense to uh, try to go to 3-0? and Yeah, they have to be the most surprising team, the Bucs, right? Yeah. 2-0 on the season, and not just like a fluky 2-0, like, but Baker Mayfield is playing very well. He is. He steps, who needs Tom Brady when you got Baker Mayfield? Yeah, really. And he's cheaper, too. Mm-hmm. Oh, <laughs> a lot cheaper. <laughs> Yeah, that's going to be a fascinating game because uh, the Bucks. you would think, this is the one where they're going to run into some problems. But the, the Eagles have not been that sharp so far. No, they haven't. I mean, it's they're true. 2-0, and but they don't look, uh, they don't look that sh- – they have not hit their stride as of yet. Maybe they do so this week. The other game at 8-15, the Rams at 1-1 against the Cincinnati Bengals 0-2. Matthew Stafford, 207 yards. In week number two is one of two. Kirk Cousins with 300 passing yards in each of the first two weeks. Uh, Aaron Donald, two sacks. But not really a lot, you know, not a lot going on here in uh, during the regular season so far. Joe Burrow, we don't know if he's going to play or not. Passed for 222 yards in the, and two touchdowns last week. Lamar Chase, five-plus catches in 10 consecutive games, time for the second longest active streak in the National Football League, and T. Higgins leads the team with eight catches. So the question, Gordon, is going to be, will Burrow go or no? Yeah, I would have to think that having the extra time would help, but he did not practice on Thursday, and they have to think about the – they just paid him, so they have to think about the long-term ramifications there. This is great news for all the teams in the AFC that want to make the playoffs and are worried about positioning. And having the Bengals start 0-3 would be a big bonus. I don't know. I don't know if he, if he ends up playing in that game because uh, they kind of need a win, but they, they got to play it smart as well. No question about it. And that is week three in the National Football League. When we return, all right, Giant fans, want to hear from you. 1-800-919-3776. Give us your thoughts. You put on a respectable performance against a very talented Frisco team. Give us your thoughts next on 98.7 ESPN. This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. People, join your favorite ESPN New York hosts at the Ultimate Tailgate Party located in Lot G17. Before the Jets take on the New England Patriots this Sunday. G17, the amount of points that are going to be scored total by by both teams. G17 (laughs) will have plenty of tailgate games, music, and prize giveaways. The ESPN New York Ultimate Jets tailgate is brought to you by Corona, Don Julio Tequila, and Guinness. Don Julio. Yes. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, 
It's going to be fun. Saturday, oh, yeah, absolutely. It's going to be fun. I think the takeaway from tonight's Giants game, and I'd be interested in what Giant fans are thinking at uh, mm-hmm. 1-800-919-ESPN, is this just kind of confirms there are levels to this thing. Yes. And the upper echelon teams, the Giants don't belong. They no. don't belong against the Cowboys. They don't belong against the Eagles. And they don't belong against the 49ers. So when you're looking at the schedule this year, how many upper echelon teams will they play the rest of the way? I don't think the Seahawks are an upper echelon team. No. Nope. Dolphins might be. Might be. Bills probably are. You got Philly twice. You got Philly twice. You got the Commanders. You got, got the Dallas Jets. Again. Neither of them are upper, Raiders. No. Mm-mm. Then you get the Cowboys. No. Uh, the, the, you don't match up there. Uh, Commanders. That's not. They're not upper echelon. Patriots aren't. Packers aren't. Saints aren't. Mm-mm. Then you get the Eagles twice in three weeks. Ooh, that's Oof. rough. But you that's get the Rams bad. as well. So that would be one. Two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine games remaining against teams that are not upper echelon teams. Mm-hmm. So that's enough. Now you have to win those at a pretty good clip. Yep. That's right. And starting next, uh, what is it, Monday night, right? They play Monday night against the Seahawks? That's a Monday night game? Yes, it is. So you better be ready for that one. What is more concerning to you if you were a giant fan, Larry? The play of the offensive line or the play of the defense? Uh, I was asked this question during the break, and I said the offensive line for me because even though the giant defense has not played the way they have, the way they should have, Gordon, you got to put some points on the board. And keeping them, you know, drive to keep, you know, keep them off the field. So, for me, uh, I think it's the offense and the offensive line. I think that defensively, I know they had trouble tackling, but I just think against the lesser teams, the defense will be fine. It's, I mean, look at what the Niners can do to you, Gordon. I mean, that's tough for a defense to deal with. And Purdy wasn't even good tonight. I mean, he's been better than what we've seen. 310 through the air, a couple touchdown passes as well. Yeah, I, I hear. You know? I To me, the, the, the defense is more concerning because the defense is healthy. <laughs> the defense, yeah. the guys are there. This is supposed to be the group. Yeah. At least on the offensive line, Andrew Thomas is not there. You're missing some pieces. It's hard to, to gel with other pieces put in there. It's not necessarily a strength anyway. Your best offensive lineman is out. Mm-hmm. The defense, I, I thought you were going to get some something from them tonight. Now, you got you finally got a sack. Yeah. But no turnovers, and nope. and the Niners. I mean, what was the t- the final total on uh, total yards? Four forty one to one fifty. Yikes! Woo boy. Uh, what did Joe Girardi say? It's not what you want. One eight hundred nine one nine three seven seven six. Robbie's in Massachusetts. What's up, Robbie? Hey guys, thanks for finally taking the call. I appreciate it. Um. Gordon, I was going to tell you, uh, Tuesday I have Kevin Kernan on my show. I'm really psyched. So check out this thing on this thing called the uh, the four flops. Anyway, it's on the ball nine of Kevin Kernan. Anyway, guys, uh, it, it's obviously a personal problem with this team. I mean, their tackling is atrocious. The offensive line is atrocious. So look, it's the second year of a rebuild. I really have to remind myself that. I also have to remind myself last year that the Giants had the easiest schedule in the National Football League. They pulled the reins back on Daniel Jones. 
You know, he had six interceptions and only 15 touchdowns. But this year, they're bringing a guy like Darren Waller. The problem with this team is, again, they have nobody that can stretch the field out. They drafted Jalen. We said the other night, we'll see, Larry. said, we'll see about this kid. I think he has talent. But you know what? Can you come up with a better game plan? Can you throw down the damn field once in a while instead of these little, these little passes or these little dinky passes all the time? The Giants, at least, if you're going to stink, at least can you be exciting? I mean, they have some guys that can run down the field. Make, make some plays down the field. Last week, they threw the ball down the field. Obviously, it's the Cardinals versus the Niners. But until this team cleans up and gets personnel that can compete with Dallas, the Eagles, and San Francisco, I mean, in the trenches, because we've been watching 15 years of Giants football with lousy offensive line and lousy defensive line. I mean, Leonard Williams is a complete bust. I heard his name once in three weeks, okay? Kayvon Thibodeau, we don't even know what he is yet. Uh, Aziz Al-Jalari. I mean, I'm starting to question Mike Kafka a little bit with his, his drafting. Now, Aziz was not his draft pick, but Thibodeau was, Neil was, and some of the other guys you see through the fourth and fifth round, third round. So I, I really don't know if these guys are worthy of being starting players in the National Football League. I mean, they've got to get bigger and stronger. I just and, – and Brian Gable, you know, like, can, can we teach these guys how to tackle, please? Mm-hmm. I mean, the tackling is atrocious. And the other thing, too, guys, is for the last 10 years at least, the Giants so, are so bad on third down. You ever notice this, how much they stink on third and long? And they, and they create all – and, they, and the, the, the penalties and the stupid plays, I mean – I, I don't know what to really make of the talent on the field. I just don't think they're that talented. I think once they get talent, maybe. But I think we have to remember this is the second year of a rebuild team because Gettleman just and, – and by the way, every time I see Michael Parsons, I think of Gettleman not drafting him with the ninth pick in the draft. So, anyway, I'll get your thoughts. Guys, thanks. Hi, Robbie. Thanks for the phone call. To be fair, once San Francisco turned the heat up defensively, I no, mean, no. Daniel Jones had no chance to get the ball. Uh, he, this is this game no is shot. not on Daniel Jones. He, he was running for his no life. Shot. He had no shot to do it. He just couldn't. There's no. He had no. There's no options. He had no options to do it. This is ESPN New York tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on ninety-eight point seven ESPN. Listen to the Giant fans after a loss to the Niners in Frisco. Kevin's in Jersey. Hey, Kevin, you're next on ninety-eight seven. Hey, thank you very much for taking the call, guys. Um, Long-time listener. Um, one thing about the the Giants, the the defense did a very good job. Again, you know, holding up uh, San Francisco to three points in the in the first quarter, three three. But until Ronnie Hill scored the first touchdown, that's when you saw the collapse. Another thing, San Francisco contained Daniel Jones within the pocket very very well. And again, that's the way to stop the Giants. You know, when you don't have a dump off running back like Saquon Barkley, you know, Matt Breida is there's no identity to him. You know, who, who is going to take on that that position? Um, another thing I want to touch touch on: no receiver options. Darren Waller, no targets. I think he probably had one target uh, within the first half. You know, where was he? All these receivers had you know were entwined last week, but this week there was no offense. Giants cannot drive the ball down the field. Um, but very big missing in, in, in the offense. But I just want to hear what you guys have to say on, you know, Daniel Jones and, you know, the offense and obviously the injuries in, in the front line too did not help at all. All right, my friend. Thanks for the phone call. I mean, uh, Waller, uh, three receptions out of seven targets for 20 yards. 
Uh, Darius Slayton, three receptions, 32 yards. Gary Brightwell, that was early, two receptions, 31 yards. Paris Campbell, six receptions, 24. Wondell Robinson, four receptions, 21. So, listen, they kept it close. Uh, once again, it's hard to get the ball downfield, Gordon. You had no, you had no time to throw. Uh, it, it's you not. Know, this is not hard. a game that requires a lot of in-depth. The Giants no. couldn't block up front. Nope. Daniel Jones was running for his life. And the Niners are a good team on offense. Yeah. End of story. The Giants are not – they are not at the – I know they got to the playoffs last year and they won a playoff game. And this year you thought, oh, let's see how much they've narrowed the gap. They haven't. Mm-hmm. The best teams are still way better than the Giants, especially when the Giants are banged up like they were tonight. So the fact yeah. that they didn't have two offensive linemen, the fact that they didn't have Saquon to get a couple of those splash plays, they couldn't block up front. They were really at halftime this game was essentially over. Yeah. It was. It really was. You you, you kind of hoped that the Giants would give you something. And listen, Gordon, they came back. They got a touchdown on their opening drive in the second half. Yeah. You know, um, they go for two. They don't get it. And then, unfortunately for them, to your point about the Giant defense, Frisco marches right back down the field. Now they held them to three. Mm-hmm. But then eventually, you know, they picked up, uh, you know, another touchdown. So And then they had an, uh, Daniel Jones do an interception late in the fourth quarter. Yeah, they didn't return it, but that just sealed the deal. So, it, look, this is you knew going in that this was going to be a tough, tough, tough sledding, especially with one of your linemen out and no Saquon Barkley. Yeah, uh, it's not, the it's not Giants easy. Are not going to be able to measure up against these kind of teams. And again, thirty to twelve, I think it was it was even more of a dominating performance than thirty to twelve. Yeah, it felt like the Niners had the ball; they basically could do what they wanted. Outside of that one touchdown, Giants really couldn't move the ball all that effectively. Jones had no time to, to run, or uh, no time to, to pass, so he was running for his life. Yep. And uh, if you're looking, if you're talking about the Niners having one of the more talented defenses out there, mm-hmm. they're going to take away Darren Waller. And, and yes. what else do you have to worry about? Darius Slayton, Gary Brightwell, Paris Campbell? Yeah. Uh, they, they had... And they had no time to throw. So no. even if you were able to draw up some kind of plays for these guys, uh, you didn't have the time to make those plays work. The way to beat the Niners' defense in the past has been deep passes down the field. Mm-hmm. Don't have the time. Don't have the playmakers. Uh, time of possession, Gordon. These are unofficial. Time of possession uh, for the uh, – what is this? Where is it? Oh, I had it and just lost it. Give me a second. Um, two, 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 two. Time of possession: thirty-nine minutes and ten seconds for Frisco. Twenty minutes yeah, and fifty I mean, seconds for the Giants. So the Giants will be able to use the jet excuses this week. It was just the game flow. The game flow did game not allow flow. us to. I mean, the fact that it was the Niners had almost four hundred and fifty total yards, and the Giants had one fifty. Yeah, they had twenty-six first downs. The Giants had ten. Yeah. Total plays: Niners seventy-eight, Giants forty-six. Niners 9 of 16 on third down. Converted 9 of 16 on third down. Giants 3 of 12. Yeah, you were, you were hoping that the Giants are going to be able to kind of hold this close. I think even the most realistic Giant fan, if you live on planet Earth, if, you, if you're not up there in the outer space, if you actually mm-hmm. have your feet on the ground, you knew yeah. that this was not a game that you were probably going to win. It was going to have to take a miracle. Niners 141 yards rushing. Giants 29. 
Well, the, the, the Niners had 141 yards rushing. The Giants had 150 total yards. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, that tells you right there. Yeah, it was a rough night. Yeah, but this is not, again, it sounds like a negative, but I think it's actually positive. This is not the, the, this is not the matchup for the Giants to, to measure no. yourself against. No, it's not. You're, you're not in the class of the Niners. You're not in the class of the Eagles. You're not in the class of the Cowboys. You have to figure out, I think the goals for you is to be one of those other playoff teams. So for you, this Monday night game against Seattle is Yeah, big. I think, absolutely. I think that's a far bigger game than, big than game. this one. It's a home game for you. Mm-hmm. You want to get the taste out of your mouth the last time you were home. Mm-hmm. And it's and you can do some things to move Geno Smith and force him to make some decisions. It's a winnable game for you. It should be. You're at it home. Should be a that, that, game. And that's the game. Much like the, the Jets defense this week has to really show up. I, mm-hmm. I don't know where the Giants defense is at this point of the year. They have not looked good really at any point. They let uh, Josh Dobbs look really good last week. So. I know. I don't know where their defense is at, but they got to figure it out and figure it out fast. Because if that do. defense does not improve from what it's been, the, the offense it might be improved, and you'd like to think you're going to be healthier for the Monday night game. Mm-hmm. But even then, you need the defense to be able to, to do something. Yeah, absolutely. They've done nothing so far this season. Nothing. 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 These are part of the top stories that we were talking about at the start of the show. So the Giants lose to the Niners, and, you know, it's tough. I tell you one thing, thank God you came from behind to beat Arizona. Oh, my gosh. you imagine? 0-3 and, and a loss to Arizona? You, I mean, that would make – They've given up 98 points in three games. I know. I know. And, and defensively – Even my math knows that's more than 30 <laughs> points a game, Larry. That's a lot of points. It's a lot of points. It's a lot of points. And it's not like they're getting killed by big plays. Teams are marching down the field. It's long doing drives that are want. killing them. Absolutely. Doing whatever they want. They can't get off the field. Well, you know. you've now removed two of the games against the really premier teams. Right. Unfortunately, at two out of three weeks. Yeah, it's rough. Maybe the most concerning thing still is that Cardinals game. It's great that you came back, but. Yeah. Scary. Not a great sign. Not a, not great, a great sign. sign. As far as the Jets are concerned, and of course, we'll be talking about it here on 98.7 ESPN all day tomorrow, starting with uh, DNR at 6 a.m. But Gordon, once again, Dwayne Brown, Ritzamini told us earlier, he's he's doubtful, close to out. So what are they going to do to Zach Wilson's blind side? Will it be Makai Beckton? What's going to be the decision there? And who's going to play the right tackle? I mean, in a game that you (laughs) – that you – Gordon, okay, it's not a must win, but it's a really important win that you need. <laughs> if you are going to have a season this year, if the season is not going to be over by Halloween, you have to kind of win this game. I mean, what 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 other games are you winning? This is yeah. at home. It's a division opponent. I, yep. And I'm I'm even looking at it from the point of view of you can start the year two and four and not have the season over. Right, it's true. Because you got some really tough teams coming up, and much like the Giants tonight, you're not expected to win those games. Right. Mm-hmm. It would take a miracle to beat the Chiefs. You're not beating yeah. the Chiefs. You're, you're not, not beating, beating the, the Eagles. You're not beating them. So if you start two and four, I, I don't think you're buried. Right. At least you might be buried in terms of the playoffs, but you're not buried in terms of, hey, we, we a had season. a decent season after losing our quarterback four plays in. Yeah. You can't start one and five, man. You got, you got to win one of these. You, you yeah. can't lose five games in a row. No. 
Can't do it. So this is that seems like a Sunday. pretty low bar. Hey, just don't lose five <laughs> games in a row. Can you do that? Well, you've lost 14 in a row to the Patriots. This has got to be the time. Yeah, and you lost Nothing six enough. in a row at the end of the season. So, you know, you unfortunately, you have shown you can string losses together. Yeah. The question is now, can you get a win against an opponent who has just dominated you? I mean, it's the only thing you can say, Gordon. They've been dominant. They've been dominant. The only, the only place the Jets string three W's together is on their website. Yeah, that's right. It's very good. I saw what you just did there. <laughs> that was for Jim Leo. I just want to. <laughs> I got Harvey a bunch of shots tonight. I want to give it. I want to well, give Jim Leo one. Zach you got Wilson. predictions for Sunday? Oh. Jets Patriots. What ends up happening? Let's put it on the record right now. Last second field goal by the Jets. Jets win. 16-13. I like that. I like that. I think the Jets are going to win. I don't know what the score is going to be. I got to run it through the algorithm. But I think the Jets win the game. Harvey, Joe, you want to get in quick? Patriots by Patriots 20-10. He's bitter. Jet or Patriots 17-10. Wow, Joe. Have a you little faith. You, I've always said it. You can't penetrate Joe. <laughs> can't do it. His negativity, you just can't penetrate. <laughs> Gordon, my friend, be good on be good tomorrow. Uh, have fun on Saturday. I'll see you Sunday. I will see you Sunday. Come out Sunday, people. We'll be there. That wraps up this edition of ESPN New York Tonight. Kyle Hightower, Ritzamini, thank you. Harvey and Joe, thank you.